Hi, welcome to Ask a Pastor. Today I'm joined by Dr. Steve Austin. Uh, Dr. Austin has been a part of Orchard Hill for several years now, along with his wife Kelly, who's uh, one of the pediatrician specialists at Children's Hospital. And uh, Dr. Austin has been a professor of geology, is that correct? At Cedarville. At Cedarville. And University. how many years did you do that? I've done it for the last 10 years. Okay. I've been adjunct faculty at Cedarville. Okay. And where did you do your schooling initially to, to learn? Uh, I did my PhD at Pennsylvania State University okay. here right. in Pennsylvania, although most of my time is spent in the southwestern United States. Okay. So very good. Got the PhD from Penn State. So... Uh, Outstanding. So um, Steve is, uh, is an expert on geology, uh, world-renowned. Uh, that's not an area that, that, you know, a lot of us know who's world-renowned. Uh, so I'm going to say it for him. He wouldn't tell you that, but I know enough about just that area of expertise that, uh, that he is uh, somebody who's very highly regarded in terms of understanding geology and how it ties into creation and Christianity. And so we've had some questions that have been asked around the areas of science. We thought Steve would be an outstanding person just to talk to. Here is one of the questions, and we'll start with this. It says, although I consider myself a Christian and believe that all things were created by God, I have often wondered how we reconcile scientific findings with that thought. There have been dinosaur bones found throughout the world. There, have been, there has been evidence found of the existence of prehistoric man. There has been evidence found of uh, primitive humans who existed many thousands of years ago throughout the world. How and where do all of these discoveries fit in with God's creation of Adam and Eve and the first Garden of Eden? Now, there's more questions here. Let's just start with that and then we'll come back because that's probably uh, plenty to, to talk about. So, so as somebody who's, who's studied these things, understands a lot around them, what, what would be your, um, you know, cliff note version? Because I know you could talk... You could write a book about this, but, but what would be, you know, at least in well, uh, a few paragraphs, how would you address that? What I would like to do is take you to the bones themselves, mm. to uh, like Carnegie Museum, mm. or let's go to the wall at Dinosaur National Monument and let's talk about the, the dinosaurs buried there. Or let's go to Olduvai Gorge in Ethiopia and Kenya. Let's go look at the, uh, uh, the layers where uh, ape and human fossils are found. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but uh, we can't do that or don't do that. We instead, instead spend our time talking about what people say about dinosaurs mm. and what people imagine about ape men and mm -hmm. that that type of thing okay and so uh, so what would we find if we went and saw these bones with you well if if you went to to see them with me you would come away believing there's a lot of mythology around dinosaurs and around ape men hmm. and uh, i'm the boy that wanted to build brontosaurus hmm. the uh, the the great sauropod dinosaur and uh uh, over my, my life and my career is basically uh, dealing with sediments and rocks uh, and, mm -hmm. and fossils. And uh, I'd wanted, I wanted to build a brontosaurus. When I got the parts list, I realized there was something <laughs> wrong with the brontosaurus part lift. They had the wrong head on the, on the body of a, a patasaurus, and it led to an incorrect understanding of what brontosaurus was. Hmm. And then 
I, I thought that, that there was a Jurassic Park back there, that, that, that these dinosaurs lived in that Jurassic Park. And uh, they, uh, uh, I, I imagined it was a, a different world than we have today. It was like uh, there were no mammals. It was a separate geologic age. And back then, maybe uh, 147 million years ago, this park existed and a very different kind of place. And uh, it, it, it was imaginary. And so what I need to do is I need to feed my brain the, the, the uh, nutrients uh, of science to combat the myth, the Jurassic Park myth. Okay, so what I'm hearing you say is that the idea of the dinosaur is largely myth. Um, and that a close study of the bones uh, and the actual evidence would show that. Is that a correct statement of what you just said? They are. The dinosaurs are real. Okay. Okay, dinosaurs really existed, but the habitat and all the uh, attachments that go along with it are largely speculative. Okay. And um, th it was not a common placid sea or a swamp that buried them. Uh, it wasn't a separate geologic age with uh, no grass, uh, uh, that type of thing. It was, uh, it, it, it's a very different kind of uh, a thing. And so that's what I've learned about dinosaurs. And then when I go and actually look at a dinosaur deposit, they're buried massively by catastrophic flooding. Mm. And obviously it looks like some kind of flood overcame the dinosaurs. It's not a a common placid swamp. Okay. Okay, and, and, and so that's the, the take a home, take so, ho take so, away from about dinosaurs. So, so from your vantage point, uh, again, what, then what I'm hearing is dinosaurs existed, but were washed away by the flood, which would obviously fit well with the biblical account of a flood, uh, taking those created beings from being um, roaming the earth, so to speak, and not being present everywhere today yeah, would that be that's what i that's the way i like to think about it okay and so a a global flood like mentioned in the bible forms a framework for me to think about dinosaurs mm -hmm. and about dinosaur data and uh, it helps me explode the myth that's associated with the dinosaurs and the story about dinosaurs okay so, so um, so you said you were the kid who wanted to, to build the models and, and follow it all out. I was not that kid. I was the opposite kid who, uh, who wanted to get out of science class as fast as I could. Uh, so, so it was never a passion area for me as a kid. Um, help somebody like me understand in, in terms that, that, that you know, I could, could grasp how if I'm not somebody who says I'm ready to just take the biblical account as being normative and I hear all of these scientists, you know, and I, I put it in air quotes not to belittle it, but to say, yes. you, you know, it's something that, that, that seems to be the predominant thought of the scientific community in our country, that there's this prehistoric age filled with dinosaurs and, and, and you know, some of this evolutionary concept help somebody who's, who's not steeped in the science um, just begin to answer that question of, of how then do you, from a science standpoint and a biblical standpoint, come to a different conclusion? Well, I would say question the dogma and the myth that's around us 
and uh, do that by getting to know dinosaurs and dinosaur deposits directly. Mm. In other words, if, if, uh, if you go to Dinosaur National Monument in Utah, you could see the wall that was excavated to make the display in the Carnegie Museum. Mm. And so once you know the context in which the dinosaurs come from, you can construct your own understanding of dinosaurs and place it within the biblical framework of Earth history. Okay. So, so what, what you're saying is just the evidence just points to maybe not millions of years old dinosaurs, but as dinosaurs thousands of years back. I like that. And, I like um, that way of thinking. Okay. Okay. So, so in, in this, this question, uh, there's really the question of how, um, and uh, it says, how uh, and where do all of these discoveries fit in with God's creation of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden? So, so, so again, you, you, what you're saying is they fit perfectly because the geological facts um, have a shorter time frame than what a lot of times um, I think you used the word myth yes. is, is that it's, that it's farther back. So I think uh, dinosaurs are part of the original creation and go back to creation week. And uh, they're part of God's marvelous creation. And uh, they were taken out by the global flood. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, uh, they probably didn't survive because uh, uh, of the conditions we have today. Mm-hmm. So uh, okay. they're, they're, they're part of God's original creation, and he called it very good. Dinosaurs uh, were part of that uh, original creation, and that somehow that's been corrupted, and part of that was involved with the uh, global flood. Okay. So, so for, again, somebody who maybe hasn't studied this a lot or isn't, um, it's not necessarily a passion area, when, when they hear somebody say, science says that you know dinosaurs millions of years old um you said go see the wall that it was excavated from and all of that what would what would be the the thing that you would see that would be most compelling that would say this isn't millions of years old because i think okay. that's that's your argument if i'm hearing you right. correctly right that that it's not a mil that it's not millions of years old that it's thousands so it fits in the biblical framework if mm -hmm. you wanted wanted to to use that framework so 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 for somebody again like me who hasn't spent a lot of time i mean i took a college geology class years and years ago i don't remember much <laughs> help me understand why i would say i don't believe the dating that i've been told okay well if you go look at the dinosaur deposit there's not little tags on mm -hmm. the fossils saying how many millions of years old they are okay that's an interpretation that's made from uh, the uh, uh, the overall context of what's called the jurassic okay the, the jurassic is supposed to be an age and so how old is that age? Well, it keeps changing. And uh, what I was told as a kid, it, it keeps changing. And so who's got the right age for the Jurassic, mm -hmm. that kind of thing? Mil is it millions of years old? Mm -hmm. and, uh, but the takeaway is uh, as you look at the deposits where dinosaurs are, are fossils are found, they're, they're catastrophically buried. And you can understand uh, water burial uh, and the uh, the way that dinosaurs are entombed 
and you, you can understand that, uh, and I, that, that's easy to grasp. Okay. And so I see a flood taking out dinosaurs as a, as a, as, mm -hmm. a, as a take home kind of thought. And uh, yeah, get to know the dinosaur deposits, the sediments that, that are around the dinosaur deposits, and you'll, you, you'll understand and, and, and comprehend that. Okay, because w if you look at that, what I'm hearing you say right. then is that, is that it's an interpretation of the data that can easily be interpreted, maybe even more favorably be interpreted as uh, the catastrophic tomb accelerating some of the carbon dating or things that people use yeah. to, to, to get to those numbers. Right, and so uh, yeah, we, um, we see the dinosaurs and we need to understand the context around the dinosaurs and how they they are buried and and uh, as we come to that we'll we'll understand that the the dinosaurs are part of a catastrophic flood it's always been uh, a mystery to evolutionists how dinosaurs disappeared and uh, you know what was was going on there uh, think Think about creation, the fall and the flood, the framework of scripture, and you can put dinosaurs in that, uh, in, in, in that point of, uh, that way of thinking. It works. Mm -hmm. Okay. What, uh, from a geological perspective, what else is significant for somebody who, again, hasn't maybe spent a lot of time in that world to to understand that's helpful to faith? Like what besides kind of this issue and saying maybe the dating isn't as airtight as it's presented, what else would be uh, significant for somebody to understand about geology and how it ties into understanding or validating Christian faith? Well, let's, let's talk about uh, the, uh, the issue of, of people, uh, especially uh, college students, when when a, um, um, a, a, a college student who has been part of a Christian family goes on to university, they often, about two-thirds of them, leave their faith behind mm -hmm. as they, they move on. And why is it that they leave their faith? It's usually some type of science, science mm -hmm. issue, or perception of uh, the, the cultural agendas that are out there. And one of the most influential is the scientific illustration of ape to men, mm -hmm. that, that transition. And uh, that ape parade, as I call it, Australopithecine to genus Homo, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the ape parade illustration is probably the, the single scientific illustration that has been most persuasive to our culture to argue against Adam in our ancestry. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's ape, not Adam. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, uh, that, that story, we need to go beyond and, and look at it in detail. I think that there are real apes, ape fossil apes, and there's fossil men, but there is no transition between mm -hmm. ape and men. Australopithecine, the supposed ancestor of of modern man has been told in an incorrect way. And Australopithecines are supposedly this upright uh, walking ape 
that is supposed to be our ancestry. It's almost certainly exploded now because we find human fossils with those ape-like fossils in Africa and elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Neanderthal was not our ancestor. He's part of our genome. Mm. Okay. And uh, Australopithecines are separate from us. Okay. And so Homo is, uh, genus Homo is really, uh, 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 is real man. Mm -hmm. And so we're seeing uh, no ape in our ancestry. We have Adam in our ancestry. Mm -hmm. The the, the modern field of genomics, the study of the human genome, which is exploding right in front of us with this uh, data that's all in front of us, it's at war with the idea that ape and our ancestry, mm. okay? And genomics argues that humans are related to just a few people uh, and maybe Adam in our ancestry directly mm -hmm. and uh, we're probably our ancestry goes back to Noah and uh, the survivors of the flood mm -hmm. in the ark so there's there's three uh, three sons of Noah and those are probably the the, the source of the human genome mm -hmm. is right there yeah yeah that's good I uh, you know you mentioned the the college student who grew up in a Christian home or in a church who kind of abandons faith in college due to science. I, I think that happens without a doubt. I think a lot of times what happens is, is it starts with a desire not to have the constraints of what they perceive to be faith, and then science provides an alternative um, explanation to say I'm questioning my faith, and since I'm yes. questioning my faith, now I'm not bound by it because there's science that says something different. Yes. And, and that's why I think uh, having a clear um, answer to scientific questions actually really matters because once you start down that path of saying, I don't want to be constrained by this faith, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and that's unfortunately such a poor way to look at it, that faith is constraining because yes. uh, it's the opposite in reality. But, but I often find that, at least in my work with people, that, that the intellectual abandonment usually follows uh, a moral abandonment of faith rather than mm -hmm. the other way around. Um, and, and so it's, but what happens for some is if they're able to answer the scientific questions, uh, the intellectual questions, well, then they say, okay, this really is something solid that I'm going to base my life on rather than say, I don't, don't want to, uh, to, to believe that. Yeah. In terms of, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that's the correct. Now I'm uh, opposite of that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I was uh, schooled very early in evolution mm. and uh, dinosaurs, and I started questioning the mm -hmm. science behind uh, what I was learning. Mm. And I um, made um, a, a, a discovery that Christian faith is real and it, uh, it integrates my science mm -hmm. and it makes a, a consistent. Yeah, makes it make uh, sense and, all and the makes, way across the It makes sense out of the world that I see. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, and I would hope that those students who question their faith, uh, that, uh, that, that they go beyond and question the science as well mm -hmm. and come back right. to this understanding or integration of, 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 of their of their faith and yeah. their worldview. Well, and I think this is probably one of the key points here, and that is 
faith does not require people to check their minds. In fact, it does the opposite. It, it invites questions, scrutiny, um, observation, and, and, and your faith, when uh, it is questioned and explored, will actually become more robust, yes. not less robust, because you'll start to say the world that we see, that we observe, uh, makes most sense when you put it together with our understanding of, of the scriptures, not less sense. I agree. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so um, church is the place to talk about mm -hmm. ape man fossils mm -hmm. and uh, dinosaur uh, graveyards mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And so uh, and, and, and uh, we, we need to integrate our teaching of a Bible with mm -hmm. the, the culture, and that yeah. includes the, the science uh, right. and, the, and the things that we have today. Absolutely, I, and, and certainly what we try to do here at Orchard Hill is say there's no topic that we want to be off, uh, off the grid because we all live in a world that's asking and answering these questions, and if yeah. the church doesn't address them, then you say, well, the church must not have an answer to this. And that's an unfortunate place uh, for people we, to We live. have an incredibly good answer to yeah. dinosaurs, and we have an incredibly good answer to ape mm. man in your mm. past. Mm -hmm. It's Adam in your past, and it's, yeah. it, it, it's a flood in dinosaurs. Yeah. So it, it, it really, uh, and science is exciting from that point of view. Right. And so as a scientist, I can integrate my faith and uh, my science together in a, in a whole way. Yeah, well, great. Dr. Steve Austin, thank you. If you have questions for Ask a Pastor, you can send them to askapastor@orchardhillchurch.com, and we'll be happy to address them in a coming episode, uh, coming podcast. Uh, thanks for spending part of your day uh, here and uh, thinking about these things.